This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. Welcome back to the Bosco's Boys podcast. We have Ooh. taken... Wow, this is weird. We're sitting in the same room. We're facing each other. Yeah, the closest we've ever gotten to this was our brewery pod out in good old Atlanta, Georgia. But yeah, no, we're we're here. We're actually in Leewood, Kansas. We are now three states we've recorded in. Wow, that's uh, legit. So you know that that's fun. We're sitting here. We can see each other. Our chemistry is only going to get better now. Uh, so how have you been? It's been it's been about a month. I've been pretty good, man. Uh, just working a lot, trying to. I've been like completely disconnected from the sports world, so I had to do some serious catching up for this, looking up, doing some research and stuff. But good, I'm glad you did research. Otherwise, it'd be probably pretty bad content. Yeah, we'll be all right. Let's uh, start it off with tradition. We got the beer, of the pod, and it will probably come as no surprise to anyone where we are shouting out. It is Double Shift Brewery down in the Crossroads area. My favorite brewery in Kansas City by far. Um, Today we have a fruited blonde with peach, plum, and spices. It's called Downtown Factor, I think. Factor or Factory? I don't know. I probably should, have, probably should know that before I shout them out. Um, let's just look it up real quick. Double shift. It's yeah. Downtown. I know. Service. We'll just yeah. say Factor. Yeah, I, I think it's Downtown Factor, Downtown Factory. Not, not quite sure. It's, it's super good. Uh, not too heavy on the fruit. You get a good balance, almost a buttery finish. It's a, it is it's a fun drink. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, maybe since Georgia, we are uh, taping a podcast where it's not, you know, 20 degrees outside and rainy. Uh, sadly, though, we've completely skipped over the spring season, yeah. and it is now swampy, swampy Kansas slash midwest summer so i'm we've reached the hell period yeah we've reached the hell period we are under 100 days until kickoff till football season that's good and uh luckily you know even the basketball team's given us a little content so you know it's been a while are you ready to jump into into the old podcast yes i'm ready to jump into it what are you starting us off with so i don't think it comes as a surprise to any of us but it is official barry brown did withdraw from the nba draft uh, not surprised, but I'm super happy to have him come back. Looked like he had fun, though. Uh, he's had workouts all across with you know a handful of teams. Didn't make it to the combine, but he did get to work out in front of Magic Johnson with the L.A. Lakers, and he, he got a pretty cool photo op. Yeah, that was a, a legit picture. And the feedback, talk about the feedback that they gave him because I think it's like stuff that's actually very useful. Yeah, and you know if he improves on these two things, I think K State's going to be in for a special season. 
all the talk was the uh, he needed to improve on his outside shooting, his three point shooting, get better moving without the ball. You know, for our sake as K State fans, I you know those aren't those aren't massive things. But if he improved those, if he could take those to the next level, to the point where NBA teams want to draft him, you know he. He could be almost unstoppable against anyone except for elite defensive players. I agree. I mean, exactly what they said, basically, like, in my opinion, is pretty much what Barry needs to work on. He's not a great perimeter shooter. Um, doesn't move well without the ball, but that's – I wish that they could come, the scouts could come and say that to our entire team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> my biggest pet peeve is – Offensively, we are just so stagnant. We have no movement. Yeah, come tell us to move. Every tell, yeah. tell every player to move off the ball. Yeah, Magic Johnson, if you can come out and say that after one of our practices, I'll pay for your airfare. I, <laughs> I think Southwest is having a sixty-nine dollar fare deal right now, so I'll throw you on there. I'll, I'll even bump up for a priority boarding, but I'll pay for you to come to Manhattan and preach moving without the ball. Uh, but you know, I, I think it was a good experience for him. Unlike Cam Stokes, who declared he didn't go to the combine he didn't really get worked out by teams barry did get to do that he got to experience it and i i don't think that this i don't think it could have gone any better from a selfish k-state point of view yeah in, in hindsight maybe if he would have blown out a couple teams and they said hey we're gonna draft you in the second round that might have been better for barry right but you know we're fans we're fans are short for fanatics selfishly i'm very happy to have him come back and he has unfinished business and this was being talked about. It's legacy building. He is, if he averaged the exact same, no regression, no progression, he'd probably end up as third all-time score. How crazy is that? I mean, that is, that's pretty crazy. Because considering, you know, where we were at just a couple of years ago and where we were sitting with these guys, it's great to see Barry kind of like turn it around. Um, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm, I kind of forgot about basketball until I saw that picture of Barry, like, I'm coming back. And I had that that double, that eye heart emoji. Oh. Just, like, because <laughs> the first thing I thought of, like, Barry, I can't wait to have you back. Um, come on the pod. We'll talk about it. Yeah. But open invitation for you to come on the pod. But I cannot wait. Um, actually got uh, tick, or a season ticket offering in the mail today. Just looking through it, I might actually get some basketball season tickets. They're not terrible. I will have basketball season tickets. I don't know how many games during the week I'm going to be able to make it to, you know, being the good corporate worker bee that I am. But uh, weekend games, I will, I'll be in Bramlage on Saturdays, and, you know, good old Papa McFarlane will be there. Maybe we can, you know, talk to our friends at Case Athletics and do a pod from the Legends Room pregame, postgame. We'll see what we can do. I'm looking forward to it. Also, speaking of, on that very same day, our guy Bruce Weber got a contract extension. They announced this on Friday. I was a little surprised that they dropped that on Friday before a holiday weekend. That was good news. I'd almost say drop that on Tuesday, but it was announced he's getting a two-year extension. Next year's dollar figure is going to be around $2.5 million. That's a raise of 250000 uh, still puts them on the lower end of Big 12 coaching pay. That surprised me a little bit. Big 12 coaches are getting paid. I think only the guy out at Oklahoma State is now getting paid less because Beard at Texas Tech got a massive raise. He got a $2 million raise. Uh, but, you know, now the contract goes through 2020 – or, yeah, the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? We, we talked about this earlier. We knew it was going to happen. Um, good for Bruce. I'm happy for him. I think he earned an extension with that last season. 
um, patched up a sinking ship. And I think we have a really good team coming back. Let's just see what we can do. I've got pretty high expectations. Um, I'd like to see us do some more damage. Have another run in the tournament. Um, I'm not really, I don't really care that much about the conference. It's, I mean, it would be great to win a conference title, but history has shown that, and present day has shown that, you know, winning conference titles really means very little, even yeah. though KU's won, what, 15 in a row now? Well, I mean, and it just doesn't matter. We say that and we, we didn't chalk up any space. To talk about it, but K-State grad Shane Zanger got fired from KU right. after Winning. seeing seven straight basketball titles. Yeah. If that's not proof that in the grand scheme of college athletics, winning the Big 12 in basketball means next to absolutely nothing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what does exactly. Uh, but you now, know, if we if we go on and win the Big 12 title and we steal it from KU, I'm going to go oh, yeah. insane, and I will tout that as the greatest achievement of all time. Yeah, but, you know, we're again we go back to being fanatics. So if uh, it's always good to fill the trophy cabinet. Yes, I mean, yes. obviously, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing, nothing wrong bad with that. about nothing, winning it. Nothing but, wrong with that. But I'd, I would, if you gave me the choice of. Winning the Big Twelve and making it to the lead eight open ended, I would take. I would take a lead eight I'm every sorry. time. I agree. Uh, on, on our little sheet, I did detail out his buyouts. You know, he's sitting at two point five million. If we were going to fire him in two thousand nineteen, two point six in twenty twenty, and then down to two million in twenty twenty one. So what this just screamed to me was Bruce wanted protection in case the rebuild doesn't go quite as planned. I think that is a reasonable request from him, and if he has an agent or lawyer who wrote this up on his end, but I don't think that's egregious for Gene Taylor. You see some of these ADs giving insane buyouts to coaches and then, for whatever reason, drops you know, off the deep end, and then you're stuck paying a $5 million buyout. Yeah. That's not that. I think that is perfectly fair. And then after that, 2021, it drops down to $1 million. Then at the end of the contract, it's only – or going into the last year of his contract, it's half a million dollars. I think that is more than fair, and I think that that tells me that Bruce agreed to that. He is confident that, yes, we might have a two-year dip getting back, but he's pretty confident that when this next recruiting class is a junior-senior – He's calling a shot only $1 million and half a million after that. I, I, I can't complain about how any of this was structured. I can't either. I mean, and that's fine. We're going to have a dip. That's essentially how our program has to function. You know, we're not a blue bud. We're not able to reload every year. Um, but as long as we don't have a catastrophic dip where we lose half of our team to transfers and we lose 17 games, then I'm happy with having a dip. I mean, challenge – Make it interesting. Make it make me think that we might make the tournament at the end of the year. Let's not have me uninterested by the eighth game in the conference. Yeah, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you know, I'm cautiously optimistic to see, you know, we have some young guys on the roster. I don't know if it's gonna be this massive dip. We have uh, young depth. Yeah, I mean so I you know, that that two point six uh, in twenty twenty I don't I don't think that's gonna cross my mind. I, I'm feeling good about the team. I'm feeling feeling confident and someone else who actually is feeling pretty confident in the Kansas State <laughs> Wildcats uh, Bill Self our uh, good friend of the pod welcome on my, our pod mind games uh, mate <laughs> he, he, he did say that he was going to vote K-State number one in the Big 12 preseason <laughs> coaches poll of course there's one major caveat to that and that is that you can't vote for yourself uh, every year, there is 
usually nine number one votes for KU and one vote for a random school. Uh, but you know, it's it's nice to you know maybe have have a, have a little feeling that maybe we are the second best team in the conference. This isn't the first time that self has said this or done this. Is that right? I no, want to say he, that Poland's year. He he did it for Poland's year. He did it a couple times. Uh, I think he might have done it the Bruce's first year. I he's done this a couple times. He trots it out. He he said this during a media tour where he really was talking up the Big Twelve. Yeah. I think this past year it says. You know, the Big 12 spoke for itself. You had almost half the Elite Eight squad, where Elite Eight teams were Big 12 squads. So I, I don't think he needed to go on this media tour, but he went through and he was talking up the conference and it came out. And, you know, it's fun. It's, you know, during the dog days of summer, it gave Twitter something yeah. to talk about. I mean, let's be honest. It's really it's a nothing quote, but it doesn't really hurt. It doesn't hurt him saying that either way. It's expectations for us are going to be high. He knows that. And, he can't lose anything in saying that. He adds. He basically adds pressure to us and kind of deflects from KU. So it's a win-win for him, and I like it. It's funny. I mean, oh yeah, it's it's deep fun. down he knows that they're going to lock the league. Oh so. uh, yes, and let, let's get real as we're, as we're sitting here in. We got some dogs. Yeah. bouncing around upstairs. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Pause. Uh, you know, <laughs> as as we're sitting here in the last couple days of May. What Bill Self is saying about a preseason coaches poll doesn't mean anything. It just kind of, it just the, the news broke at the exact same time as the extension Barry yeah. coming back. It was just a lot of fun. You know, you had basically one week of a lot of basketball optimism. Uh, where we get to not so much basketball optimism. Since we last spoke, we have completely struck out on every right. single transfer option that we had on the table. Every single guy that we had talked about in all these pods, we have completely struck out. Uh, It's frustrating. We're coming off an Elite Eight run. You're thinking maybe Bruce can parlay that into getting one, two, maybe three high-profile transfer guys to help reload. Uh, Struck out on all of them, Uh, losing to Missouri, Illinois, random mid-major programs where their dads are coaches. Uh, it sucks. I mean, it is frustrating. I mean, it sucks that we could not take advantage of on a single transfer on that Elite Eight run. I think that's going to hurt us a little bit um, after next year when we lose that experienced, talented core. Um, it would have been nice to have, like, add a transfer that could be in for be in the system for a year, has have some playing experience already, and then be able to kind of plug in when we lose that experience. But what can you do? I mean, we... Did on a positive note, we got our our what seemed like our number one target in Austin tries. So I'm excited to see how he plugs into the team. But it is frustrating that we did not get a single one of those transfers that we were after. Um, but who knows? I mean, maybe we're not going to need that that much. Like we said, we have that young depth that I think we have. We got Jada, McGurl. There'll be juniors by that time. Sneed will be a senior if he sticks around. Fingers crossed, but you know, if he goes and gets money, then that's fine with me. But we'll see. It, it's it's frustrating. It has me questioning some things, but also it's like Bruce has recruited fairly well in the past, so it's kind of surprising. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's recruited all right. He has yet to really hit the nail on the head with any sort of transfer. Justin yes. Edwards didn't quite live up to the hype. 
that he had. I mean, he ended up averaging double figures as a senior, yeah. but that wasn't that massive collapse of a season. That was I, a frustrating player. Uh, yeah. I, he, that was a good transfer that he did land. Yes. And that, he should have yes, panned he, out. He should have panned out for as athletic and explosive, explosive as that guy was and how often he got to the rim. He, he didn't finish at the rim. Oh, my it, God. He was, would miss so many dunks. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. So, I guess he he did land him. He landed Stephen Hurt, uh, another guy who I thought was, you know, Scuba Steve. I thought he was I thought yeah. he was going to be some great Euro big. We're bombing threes. He, he didn't really do it. So, we'll, we'll see. Possibly optimistic with Trice. Uh, but outside of that, I know we touched on one of our last pods, Sean Williams. He was the lone high school guy signed to this class. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions on whether he was going to qualify or not. It's now sounding like K-State staff is feeling a little bit more optimistic that he's going to make it onto campus. What his true eligibility might look like, I'm not sure. I wouldn't mind if this guy redshirted. I think we're fine at the guard depth. I agree. Uh, I mean, if he if he's good enough to play, sweet. If not, you know, redshirt, get a year in the program. Yeah, uh, but I don't really know much about Sean Williams to be honest. Three star guard out of Missouri. We're not going to know anything about him until yeah, we see I mean, him play he, at the college. He, he was a borderline top one fifty guy. I mean, he's a he's a decent recruit that the staff has been working really hard to try to get him on campus this year instead of trying to stow him away in a prep school for a year. I think if we get him on campus, that's a win. Uh, speaking of getting him on campus. There's one last recruit. One, ho- one last hope. One last hope in the 2018 season. I know Twitter, the boards, they're basically all in on Kevin McCuller. So he's the last remaining target. So if that name's not really striking familiarity with our listeners who aren't plugged into recruiting, that's because this was a former 2019 recruit who is reclassifying to 2018. Yeah. He's He was basically what our... I want to say our number one target for 19. Yeah, number one target for 19. He's rated on Rivals as the number 68th prospect. 68. He's 6'6". People say he can play anywhere from the point to the wing, so he gives you so much versatility. You know, he's if he's going to come on campus, whatever yeah. school, in January, and he has said his plan is to register. That's a perfect situation if we can somehow get him to yeah. sign. And he's taking five visits. It's almost like a transfer. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like a transfer. He's taking five visits, and he's coming to us first. If you're Bruce Weber, you have to try to do everything you can to get a commitment before he leaves Manhattan, Kansas. (laughs) Because after he visits us, he's going to Texas Tech, where his dad is an alum. He played ball there. I think his it's dad over. played football there. I know. I, <laughs> He's I, going to say. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, so that, that's where it is. And then some new schools that have come in on him, Louisville, Houston, Virginia Tech. If Bruce is going to have to batten down the hatches. He's going to have to break it all out. He's going to have to do everything short of a $10,000 handshake, I think, to get his commitment. But if he can pull that off, then, you know, props to him. Give, give him another year. On on that extension because I think it's going to take some work. I imagine it's going to be a it's going to be a Big Twelve battle for that one. Um, all this is all. The, the, go ahead. This is the guy I want the most, and I mean obviously he's the guy that we want the most too. But long athletic shooting guard that really suits our game. Athletic, he can we can plug him in basically to anywhere you know at the wing and the guard position. I don't know. I'm not very confident given the recent trend, but it's like. We'll see. I wouldn't tell people to be confident. I would say it's probably less than 25%. But, you know, that's, you know, shoot your shot. 
He's coming. He's coming to us first. If he was going to Texas Tech first, I would think that there's there would be almost no chance that we could get him even on our campus. So I think show him the love, hope for the best, and maybe he maybe he gives us the commitment. It would be a big get. I agree. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, also, stuff that has happened in the offseason. I have a theory behind this, so let's work through the details before I give my theory. Uh, since we last talked, Sean Snyder, Mo Ladmore, and John Fabris, or Fabry, I don't really know, the mediocre, old-ass defensive coach, John Fabris, they all signed new contracts. Sean and Mo have been extended out two years. John, old-ass old, old John, he has one year left on his contract. Before I get into my theory, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are kind of meh. I mean, whatever. Good deal for Sean. Sean's obviously great to have on staff, in my opinion. I'm a big fan of Sean, special teams-wise. Um, I don't want him to be our next head coach, but he knows what he's doing. Um, he knows the program well. He's a good asset to have on the coaching staff. Mo Lattimore, shout out to Mo. He's the longest tenured coach in the country, 35th year in coaching. But he's getting paid way too Mo much. Mo and John, yeah, I agree. They have their work cut out for them this year on the D line. Um, I don't know, whatever. What's your theory? Let's hear it. So my theory: if you look at the entire coaching staff, Bill Snyder included, uh, every single coach on the staff has inked either an extension or a new deal. So we, we know Brian Norwood came in. You had the promotions to coordinators and all that stuff on the offensive and defensive side. And if you look closely at the contracts, all of them, every single one except for old-ass John, either extends them two more years or three more years. It sets up perfectly for Bill Snyder to finally get his way either – bow out in the spring or immediately after the season, try to shoehorn in Sean as the head coach with a staff 100% in place with new deals that they're all happy with. Everyone got a raise. Everyone got more years except for old-ass John. He is going to somehow go to Gene and say, Gene, my health isn't what it is, or he's going to come up with some sort of excuse to get Sean the job, and that's either going to happen before this season or immediately after the season. I think, regardless, this is put perfectly in place for Sean Snyder to be coaching in the big chair. Ugh. I don't like it, but it, it, look at it. it. It is set up perfectly just Not to slide theory. them in. Everyone's on contract. Everyone just got new money. Everyone except for Mo has gotten a title increase and I guess Norwood who came in from the outside every other person has gotten a raise and a better title and more years and more security it's it's set up perfectly <laughs> well you got rid of all the old blood except for old ass John and Mo who are just happy to be collecting yeah, a paycheck they're just they're just sitting so, there racking in the dollars yeah and so you know maybe mm. most days maybe he doesn't but it's set up perfectly for Sean to just slide on in. I don't like it. I will be pissed off if that happens. Oh my god, dude! I'll be so lit if Sean's our next coach. But it, it's set up perfectly. I don't. I don't think anyone can look at it and not think that this is what's being prepped. Or maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. It's not a terrible theory, but 
I don't know. I feel like I got faith in Big Dick Gene to put Bill in a headlock and say, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I, I hope so. what I want to do. I hashtag this believe my in Gene. I believe in Gene very much. I consider him a, pers- close, per- uh, a close personal <laughs> friend. Uh, you know, I we correspond weekly with emails and tweets. Gene is phenomenal. I, mean, I love Gene. His Twitter game is excellent. Twitter game's excellent. He's done he does, a really good job of does, like actually connecting with the fans. Yes. He's done an incredible job. He's there. out on the warpath trying to get us a baseball coach. That's something I didn't put in the outline. That's Brad right. Hill got fired. You know, in, unless one of the non-revenue sports are going to make pretty old care, I'm not going to yeah, yeah, care. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see who he hires. I hope I hope I'm wrong, but I think it sets up perfectly for that. Uh, we'll, it kind of does. I mean, it's it's like a frightening theory. It's it's frightening. I mean, well, we know that Bill's going to be pushing for that anyway. So I, I mean, I think he is. Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I I'll be digging. You know, if if any of my sources pop up, I'll I'll be sure to let let the pod know before anyone else. Uh, also, football wise, I, I I'm stealing this segment from our good friend K Dog Kellis Robinette. Hashtag watch list season. If anyone's plugged into college football, they know how many different awards put out excessive watch lists for their awards. Uh, some of these have up to 100 people on the list. But we got two early entrants. We got Denzel Goolsby. Who big is fan. Big fan. He is named to the Lot Impact Trophy watch list. Not really even 100% sure what goes into that. Neither. Uh, but I did see in the release K-State put out that this is the seventh straight year we've had someone on this list. Uh, wow. So, I mean, Sick. That's awesome. I think put it in the cab. Put it in the trophy <laughs> cabinet. Yeah, there, I, th- I, I believe I saw there was over 48 names on that list, but, you know. Another prestige. trophy, boys. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm already locking up in there. And then Adam Holtorf, one of 68 centers to be named to the Remington Trophy watch list. We always have a good center. I got I have faith in Adam. Yeah, I think Adam's gonna be fine. So that's hashtag watch list season. Man, that just reminds me we need to put someone in the doghouse here soon. I, had, I don't know what, but we'll put I, someone in the I, I had an idea. I think we're going to hold it off yeah. uh, for maybe after our fantasy draft episode that you know, since we basically skipped a month, that means we're deeper into we're up on summer. That. We're, we're, we're going to be coming up. So I, I'm kicking around ideas. If anyone has a good idea for a doghouse, either nominee or what we should put them in the doghouse for, be sure to actually slide into the DMs. Yeah. Let's not publicize Shoot us a DM. Them. Yeah. Shoot us a DM or text if you have it. Uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll come up with something good soon. Um, the I'm still other, amazed at how well that first one works. Yeah, I, I am too. <laughs> was that the Sh- first episode? Yeah, that was the first full episode. <laughs> uh, again, shout out to everyone who put Kelsey in the doghouse for wearing socks with sandals. Um, the other big piece, and this is not K-State-centric news, but the massive piece of sports news that came out, the Supreme Court of the United States got rid of a law, or I guess they ruled in favor of New Jersey, who were trying to circumvent a law that prevented states from legalizing sports gambling. Uh, So now every state, once they pass a law, they can have it. Kansas and Missouri and basically all the surrounding states were not moving fast enough. There will not be any in time for this season. July 2019 is the target for both Kansas and Missouri. Grant, what are your thoughts on this just as a whole generally? And then I have a couple more questions that 
better pertains to, you know, K-State or Kansas and Missouri specifically? I don't know anything about this stuff. I okay. mean, I've never done sports betting in my life. I've considered kind of recently, like, looking into uh, bet DSI. But I think it's overall it's a great thing. I mean, people should be able to do whatever the hell they want with their money. Who cares? You can already you can go to Vegas and do it. Why can't you do it anywhere else? I mean, it makes no sense to me. Um, I think it's good overall. I'm excited about it because yeah. it'll probably I'll probably start betting on games. It would be so cool if you could like do it at stadiums too. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So that that actually is kind that of, would be legit. That's what I wanted to get into. Uh, we both are massive uh, European soccer fans, especially over in England. They have little kiosks set up. Uh, in my perfect world, I would love, and I'll get into this even a little deeper, but I would love an east side expansion or a south side club that had a little window. That you're at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, you can place a bet. I do not think that will ever happen no at chance. K-State. But listen to me. I will bet you money right now that by 2025, if you go to Arrowhead Stadium or Kauffman Stadium, some of the professional venues, the Sprint Center here in Kansas City, I would bet you that you would be able to do that. And I think that's going to be what brings people into the stadiums in the future. I think that it's going to be a way to get viewers viewing the entire time and adding a new wrinkle to the ballpark or the stadium experience. So I don't disagree. I, I, I think that's I where think it's going to be. I think you're right on that. Um, the pro stadiums are going to be having some. You're going to be able to bet at the stadium. It's going to be, that's going to be awesome. I'll, I'm, to, I'd be totally into that. Uh, and then it brings us into what took over Twitter for basically four straight days. Bet DSI published their 2018 win total bets. Your over overs and unders, and I I printed off all the Big Twelve ones. I'm very passionate about a couple of these bets, but I thought, you know, we might as well just cruise through the Big 12 and see where we stand. We're not going to hold ourselves to this. When it comes a little bit closer to the uh, season, we might do a pod special in which we go through the entire Big 12 schedule, or at a minimum, we'll put our official predictions for 1 through 10 in the Big 12 but for the time being, we're going to put our fictional money where our real mouths are and make some bets. So, I've got a stupid question here. So, if Baylor is at five. Yes. If they win five games, what does that mean? There's no... That is, that is what they call in the business a push. A push. And so, no one wins. Okay. If you were to put a hypothetical $5 on it... You don't get your four fifty winnings. Got you it. would get your five back. Okay. So uh, I and you know there's there is one. I, I won't I won't say it. I'll say it when we get there. There is one where I would not feel comfortable betting the over or under. I like a push. I will make a definitive statement, but we'll get there in a second. Gosh, I feel like a lot of these are. This is why Vegas is good. A lot of these are pushes for me, but well, we're not going to actually. Say push. We, right. You, you can tell us which ones you like that number, but you have to be definitive. You have to put a number on it. Okay. Uh, we're starting with our good friends, the Kansas <laughs> Jayhawks. You give your opinion. I'm going to get more beer. All right. Well, the Kansas Jayhawks, first off, I feel bad for David Beatty. I think he came into a situation that he could not win in. He wasn't ready for this job. He got hired because he was willing to take the lowest 
power five salary in college football. I think he's a good guy. I think he's probably a decent offensive coach, uh, but he wasn't ready to be a head coach, and he got brought into a helpless situation. Sadly, I don't think he sees the end of this season. KU's win total is three, and I am hard-pressed to find three wins on there. Uh, maybe one, if they if they pull something crazy off, I could see two. But there's no way the over is paying on that. So I'm saying under three. And then for the record, all of these totals do not include postseason. So it doesn't include a hypothetical right. Big 12 championship game. No bowl games. But for KU, I'm taking under, and I'm betting a lot. I'm hardcore KU on the under also. Um there's no, I just, where, I don't see where they're going to get a third win. Um, well, I mean, they might get three, but there's no chance that they're going on, they're going over three. So I, I, I would be picking the under hard on this one. And yeah, I do feel a little bit bad for, for Mr. Beatty. Um, Beatty? I don't even know his name. Um, I, he wouldn't be bad on our staff. Yeah. He, he was yeah. not ready to take the KU job. I mean, no, that's insane. He, when, when Sean Snyder gets promoted, to head coach David Beatty, you can come down I-70. You can be <laughs> a offensive analyst. You don't get to be on the field during the games or wear a headset, but you can break down tape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Baylor at five. This is one of mine that I like the number. I think five is a good number. Same. Uh, I, I, if, if pressed, I did end up putting under. I don't feel good about it. Uh, I think five is a great number. I don't know if Matt Rule's going to have a turn. I'm a massive Matt Rule fan. I was hoping he would take an NFL job and get out of there because I think if he sticks around long enough, he's going to have them back. He's already put through two top 30 recruiting classes. One more recruiting class, he's going to be back up around that 75-85 total number. I I like him. I hope that he hits exactly five wins, not coming against K-State, either jumps for a bigger (laughs) – College job or goes to the NFL, but if I had to put money on it, I'm saying under five. Um, man, I like Matt Rule too. I was kind of desperate for him to leave because he's a good dude and he should not be in that absolute dump of a town and a university. Waco is a it's disgusting garbage. place. Seriously, just hell. Like that place is so gross. But also the university just ugh, terrible, terrible place. They don't deserve to be in this conference. Um, gosh, what did you do? Over? I said under. You said under. Wow. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over for Baylor. Six wins. I, I Honestly, for that one, oh, over almost every name on this list, probably should have looked up their non-con. Yep, but, yep. I don't have any of that stuff in front of me right <laughs> hey, now. Hey, this, this is just gut. Uh, well, who cares? Again, we'll, when we get a little bit closer to the season, we'll, we'll go deeper in depth. Uh, Texas Tech. 5.5, you know, super sexy Cliff Kingsbury. I took he's the a under. Wa- he's a waste, man, though. I took the under. I think he's done. And that brings up one of the scariest propositions because Mr. Kirby, the uh, AD mm. at Texas Tech, Kansas State graduate, played for Bill Snyder. Do you know who his best man was? Brent. Brent Venables. Uh, I think. Oh God! I said a panic. I think this is Cliff Kingsbury's final year, and I think, sadly, I'm also predicting right here on the pod today. Do you think Brent Brent Venables will be the next head coach at Texas Tech? And I think it happens next year. 
My God. KMS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll. I'm not, no, no, he wouldn't do that to us. Everything good things happen at K State, you know, ah. with coaching searches and stuff like that. Um, Tech. What? Did, how many games they win last year? Five. Five. God. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I just don't. I don't know who they're playing in the non-con, but I don't believe in in Kingsbury. Their defense is a shambles, regardless of what they say every year that they found a defense. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll take. They're coming in Manhattan this year. They're gonna. That's an L for them. So that's one. I, I say five. Yeah, they're, I'll take the under for sure. I'd put money on that. And here's uh here's the one that I wouldn't bet. I if if I if you put my foot to the fire, I have a hard time seeing anything but seven wins for this next school. Yeah. And guess what? That's the K-State Wildcats. Dude, seven is so hard. Seven is maybe the best number. I think Baylor at five is a good number. K-State at seven is so tough. It I, is. Oh, man. I sure hope. I would love eight and four, nine and three's dream. You know, ten and two, hell yeah. Eleven and one, we're going streaking. Cream. Yeah, undefeated. <laughs> I'm killing myself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I think seven's the perfect number. Uh, I this is the one I wouldn't bet because I I don't I have a hard time seeing only six. But then when you say point out that extra win, I have a hard time getting to eight if if I had to. My life depended on it. Gun to head, I'm saying over. Uh, but seven, that's the best number on the board, I think. I think it is, is so good. Vegas number. is so good. Except they kind of just completely uh, <laughs> cancel out yeah, how the, perfect it is in the next school. But yeah. um, I'm I'm taking over. I say Cats get eight wins this year. <sighs> I have a hard time finding out where, but it's like the last two seasons. <sighs> I don't know. I want to see what – it's it's hard because we got a new coaching staff, and it's like we're going to see what they can all, do. All of a sudden you beat Mississippi State, I'm, you know, the over is looking oh my God. very pretty. We're going to lose that game. Yeah, sure. I, I agree. But, I, you know – it, it just takes one of those games to throw it over. I, I agree. Let's be fans. Let's I'll say, say eight, but yes, I'm saying over. But when I'm looking at the last two years' season, it's, it's like, God, we were so close. There's no reason that we should have had those losses. And it's just like, maybe, maybe these young guys are going to come with new ideas. They're going to clean up that those shit, just like horrid play call like segments of just like what are we doing how could you possibly like i don't know i'm not a football coach guy i'm not a football guy i don't know anything about coaching football that's pretty obvious but it's like even just normal bystanders could have watched our games and been like wow what are you doing like hopefully our young guys can come in and clean some of that stuff up with some new ideas and maybe push us over the edge a little bit so that's why i'm giving us the over i'm giving the ultimate faith to our new coaching staff it's a good spot to be. Uh, Bringing I, some new swagger to the team. That's I hope I'm so. I'd love to for. see some swagger. So after all that praise we just heaped on Vegas, one of the most puzzling numbers I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. West Virginia, seven. I if I tell you this right now. If Kansas or Missouri had legalized sports gambling, I would take every paycheck from now until the, the start of football season and put it on West Virginia over. They have the best I mean, quarterback in the on. conference. They're going to have one of the most electrifying offenses in the conference. And here's the thing. The way the Big 12 conference plays, you don't need a superstar defense to scoop up wins. I think that they will be playing in Arlington 
for the Big 12 title. I am slamming the over. Um, me too. I'm slamming the over. One thing I do like about Vegas is that they recognize that West Virginia are ultimately – they are bottlers. I mean – they're big-time bottlers. I see them so hardcore over seven. They're easily going to get over seven, and you can mark that down now. Put your money on it. But, man, I just I have a hard time putting them in Arlington, even with what they have coming back, because they just they're, – they're waste men. I, I, I don't believe in West Virginia. I, I hate West Virginia. Maybe it's because I'm biased against West Virginia. Like, I hate them so much. But Greer, we'll see. We'll see. I, they could be in Arlington. Who are they going to play? Good Lord. Conference is down. Yeah, it, it's maybe gonna, they will be in Arlington. <laughs> it, it'll be an interesting uh, conference. Spoiler alert: I don't think either one of us are picking a Big Twelve team to go to the playoff this year. No chance. That'll be a talk. That'll be conversations throughout the year. Vegas gets back on their back. horse, I think, because I think the next two are pretty good numbers. TCU uh, over under eight. Gary Patterson, dude, under. Really? Yeah. Seven wins. I'm saying over. I think that they will be contenders for Arlington. I think they're going to go nine and three. I think they'll go three and zero in their non-con. I think that you know. I I I see. Do you know if they're returning their quarterback? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. See, we we don't know shit about these teams. But (laughs) it shows how much research we did. Uh, But I mean, here's the thing: his defenses are one of the best. He has. The best offensive coordinator probably in the Big Twelve. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's a good number. I, I it is a good number. I, I, I really do see them being closer to that to nine than seven. So that's where I'm going. And then another great number, Iowa State at six. What are you thinking God, I for? Hope it's under. I I do too. I'm I'm sorry to all my Cyclone friends out there. But I, I'm t- I don't want you guys to be good. No, you guys not. are so annoying when you're bad. I couldn't imagine if you went to back-to-back bowl games. Yeah, okay. Uh, hard pass. Uh, I, but I did say over. <laughs> I, I think they'll win seven. I think they'll win I think seven. so, too. I think, I think they're going to upstate, uh, upset their in-state rivals, Iowa, which then would lead me to believe that they're going to have three non-con wins. I think they beat Texas Tech, KU, and Baylor, which means all they have to do is pull off one upset. And I feel like Iowa State, they find a way to get one upset, and they cash the over. I'm going to go with the over as well. And then I'm going to ask you a question after we get to the end of this before we switch segments. Okay. Oklahoma State, 8.5. This is my... This is one of the easier ones for me. I say under. They're going to regress. They lost... Their quarterback. They lost their wide receiver. They lost their running back. Their defense has always been booty. I think Gundy ends up running away after this year. I think he. This is finally going to be the off season. He's going to go seven and five. There's going to be a couple grumbles, and he says, "F you guys." I'm okay. taking. Yeah, I think he ends up taking some mid level SEC job that comes open, or he runs off to the ACC for whatever reason. There's always been some disconnect. Between Gundy and Boone, even though he's a home he's a hometown guy, he's the native son. I think this is Gundy's final year. He's gonna go seven and five, and then he's gonna take another job. I'm gonna take the under also, but I'm gonna say that Gundy's gonna be sticking around for a while because yeah, I mean he's I'm, a weird dirt mullet head weirdo. That's a, that's a little bit of hope because I think he's dirt a dirt town. I think he's a good guy, a good coach, and 
you know, I, I, so I'm just kind of hoping he leaves and then they bottle a hire. Um, the next one, this is my second most confident pick. Texas at seven. I'm saying over. I'm buying the Texas is back hype. I think that I, 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 I think they finally got their coach. I think that I think the talent that there's so much talent there. I think Herman ends up like I think he's going to be an Arlington contender. Ultimately, I don't think he gets there. I think they finish third, but I think that they cash the over. I think this is a pretty easy over too. I mean. Eight wins should be within Texas's reach. I don't know if they're going to be in Arlington, but you're right. They have too much talent to not at least win eight games. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if our guy, what's his name? Herman. Tom Herman. Herman. Tom Herman. We'll see if Herman is any different. I I mean, I'd love for them to have the under again. It's lo- I love, I even though they're good, It's when Texas is good, it's good for the Big 12. So, And it's just like, they're going to come to Manhattan, they're going to take an L, because it's just what they do. I don't think so. I think, no, they're going to lose. lose. There's well, no reason we should have lost to Texas any of the last losses that we've had in the last, what, five years? Our entire lives. Genuinely. Yeah, I'm not... Also, at the same time, there's no reason we should have beaten them in any of the times in our entire lives. That's true. That's so true. What's funny is, like, our losses, the losses, like, that I can remember, well, I mean, I remember all of our losses, but, like, some of our... Losses before we they kind of started inching back or we started trading off years was when we had our best teams. Like, 2 and 3 we lost both those games. And it's like, what the hell? There's no reason we should have lost those games. Oh, yes. Anyways, on Finally, the last wrapping line. it up, Oklahoma, 10.5, I'm saying under. To, to say over means that they're only going to lose one game. They are yeah. losing a Heisman Trophy winner, Big Daddy Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray is supposed to be their coach or quarterback. Here's the thing. He is the number 21 baseball prospect for next week's MLB draft. I'm not convinced Kyler Murray is even playing for Oklahoma next year. He should bounce. I would. (laughs) What is he doing? That's like $10 million guaranteed money for that slot for, uh, you know, a top 20 pick. I, I do not think they do the over, um, even if he's around, even if they play perfectly, I don't think that they are a one-loss team. I don't either. I, I, put, I have them at 10 wins. So, And I'm going to ask you a quick question before yes. we move on. Um, if you could guarantee one win for the next season, what, what game would it be? I'm saying Mississippi State right now. Yeah. Uh, it gives you momentum going into the season. They are going to be a top-20 team. It's going to be in Manhattan. You win that game. It is then going to turn into hype and momentum for the entire season. Oh God, I, we need some hype. I, I'll say this right now. I'm sick of we, not being hyped up. I'm sick of not being swaggy. If you lose to Mississippi State that next game versus UTSA, that is going to be a no. comatose yeah. crowd. But you, you were giving me the L side? I didn't know you, what our schedule that, was. That's fine. <laughs> but here's the thing. UTSA, as much as I don't like saying this because I – I, I, I'm really good friends with a couple guys who went to Texas State, so they're arch rivals. Uh, you know, I, I I think that that game is going to be much closer than any K State fan wants to think. Uh, but mine, I mean, obviously, my number one choice is probably Mich- it's Mississippi State. After that, for me, it's Oklahoma at home. I haven't beat them at home in way too long. It's not at home. Oh, We're in Norman. Never mind. That's a guarantee. For me, there. actually, the close second is. 
is uh, Iowa State for the novelty. Oh, yeah. I gotta keep, we, I, Only I if it's in the most comical fashion ever. Couldn't bear a loss to Iowa State. It's going to kill me when we do. When Just it eventually it happens, which fact of the matter is eventually it'll happen, it'll be the worst day in the history of Twitter.com. Oh, my God. I'll probably delete my account. <laughs> I will just hide in my room. I'll call in sick to work the next Monday. For sure, uh, Mississippi State, though, because, God, we just when are we going to win a big game? That's I mean, that's going to have a national stage. There's not really many bangers that week, so. Actually, there are. Are there? Like five or six games better. God. It's gonna just up, give me an afternoon be, slot. I don't no, care if it's regional. Be, it's going to be 11 a.m. ABC. I don't, uh, believe, just, I don't believe you. Okay. That's fine. Oh, that's going to suck. But uh, whatever. I'll be up at 6 a.m. and I'll be hyped and ready to roll. I agree with you. Um, speaking on. of getting hyped, K-State Twitter turned into a civil war like only K-State Twitter knows how at the news of Josh Freeman is hanging up his cleats. He was attempting a comeback with the Montreal Alouettes or some sort of Canadian team in the Canadian Football League, which then led to one of the most divisive topics amongst K-State fans today. That is the legacy of Josh Freeman. Before we get into legacy talk, what are some of your Josh Freeman memories? Uh, Josh Freeman memories. Um, probably the first thing that comes to mind is that Texas 45-42 game. That's when I felt like we're we're going to be okay or we're back cuz we what we had two down years with Bill Bill left and then it was like that gave us seven wins and then we were going to KU next week and I was like we have a chance at nine wins in Ron Prince's first season we just upset the number 4 team in the country the game was lit i was like god how old was that what year was that 2000 that was our freshman year of high school i was i was 14. drunk i drank a lot oh. i yeah i mean i was it's it's not not cool. Don't do that when you're 15, children. But uh, I remember like tailgating, and it was just it was weird because. But it also made me feel like K State football is back, and I was excited because we didn't have our season tickets anymore. We didn't have our parking pass anymore. But we went as a family to the game, and we were like tailgating like really far away, like in, I think in the grass lots, and it was like it was kind of fun. And we went into the game, but we we kind of got to sit in our old seats. It was great. Josh went off, and I just had great hope for the future. I remember storming the field, and uh, my brother was, like, blacked out. I'm pretty sure he was in college at the time, and he picked up Kyle Pauly, who we ran into. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle Pauly, old friend. Um, and he put him in a trash can upside down. <laughs> That's, like, my lasting memory from that game. Uh, it was great. But my initial thought on Josh Freeman is that, you know, I'm happy for Josh on wrapping up his career. I wonder what's next for him. Um, maybe he'll get into the media broadcasting. Who knows? But I, he's way too vilified as a player. Persecuted for really no reason, I, in my opinion. Persecuted for basically having a bad team <laughs> or bad coaching. Um, he's a special talent. Maybe maybe the best, most talented quarterback we've literally ever had. He's school. 100% the most talented quarterback. Pure quarterback that for sure. Ever. I mean, for sure, you can, you can make you can make arguments that there are better athletes at K State who have played quarterback. There are better college quarterbacks who have played for us. But when it comes to the pure talent of being a quarterback, 
there isn't anyone who comes even close to him. No, I he, legitimately agree. And I mean, he still holds a passing record by two thousand two thousand yards, which is crazy. I mean, I'm confident if he would have stayed for his senior season that we would have been in the Big 12 championship. I mean, I'm, he was that good. It came down to the last game of the season, and we lost 17-3 in Nebraska. We fumbled on the goal line. We just had no quarterback. We, it, we, all we had to do was win one North game, and we were in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I, I think that conversation, you need to have a little bit more nuance because how would he have reacted going from Ron Prince letting him do whatever he wants to who Bill Snyder has been 2.0. I don't know if it's that cut and dry, that Big 12 championship game. but It would um, have been interesting to see it would have what, been interesting. what Bill, how Bill could have maybe either improved him or maybe it wouldn't have been, a, maybe it would have been a toxic relationship. Who knows? But obviously something we will never know. He wasn't perfect. wasn't a perfect quarterback, but he was an unreal talent. Respect to Josh Freeman. Yeah, respect to Josh Freeman. I think... He should get into the media game. I think he's a good-looking guy. I think he has high football IQ. I, you know, I, I, I would love to see him get onto like a Fox regional. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Like I, I would not be shocked. About That's him. what I'm rooting for. Uh, so people that hate Josh Freeman. Yes. Let me just pose this question to you. <laughs> so. Let's just say Josh Freeman is the exact prospect. He came into K-State. He's the exact same player, did everything he did at our career, in his career at K-State, but he was white. You still hate him? First off, I don't hate him. I think, not, I'm not asking you. I'm asking people that hate Josh Freeman. I think that there is, and I posed this question on Twitter, <laughs> why does Josh Freeman get so much hate from that era that Jordy Nelson doesn't? I think that... I don't know if it's necessarily race, but I think K-State fans fetishize the idea of this hick walk-on from a farm town coming in and achieving greatness. Yet when you see a guy from the wrong side of state line, he was on the Missouri side of the Kansas City Metro, and he was a four-star recruit, and he came in with hype, and he achieved greatness as a college athlete. He was great. Yes. He's not celebrated, and I think it's because K-State fans fetishize this idea of we take the two-star kid from western Kansas and turn them into stars, that we had this guy who was supposed to do this, yet he lost the games he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if it actually had anything to do with race either, because people hated Chad May too. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. I I do think, I think it's because... I just wanted to do the A Time to Kill speech um, at the end. (laughs) Now... Imagine she's white. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. I, I, I do think that some of it does play into so many K-State fans fetishize the walk-on story and put way too much stock into beating KU. If he would have gone 3-0 and versus KU and wouldn't have beat Texas either time, I think he is much more celebrated, which is stupid. Do you know yeah. how few top 10 wins K-State has in the history of their program, Josh Freeman has two. No other quarterback has that. Colin Klein has zero. Jake Waters, zero. Jesse Ertz, zero. Michael Bishop, one. one. <laughs> L. Roberson, one. one. Our guy Skyler Thompson also won with three seasons left to play. Oh, my God. He's going to take so. us to the 
He's going to take us to the promised land. I hope so. But he has two of the best ones in K-State history. He is not romanticized. He is not praised nearly as much as he should. No. There's a million reasons why I, I, I'm i frustrated. I Josh Freeman, if you ever hear this, you're welcome on the pod anytime. Let's get and, Josh on the pod. And let's just go fight people who hate you. I mean, you can do all the work because you're an absolute unit, but I'll be your Yeah, you man. come with us because <laughs> you're massive. I'll see you around Kansas City. I feel like I see him. I see I, him constantly. I, I, yes, I I see him probably once or twice a month, just randomly. I've I really seen him do in see Westport. him. I've seen him on the plaza. We saw him in Power and Light District before the K State KU Big Twelve tournament game. I see. I've seen Josh Freeman in the year I've lived in Kansas City at least ten times. Maybe he'll go into modeling because he can. He, oh God, he guy's a unit and he's very handsome. So he is very handsome. Josh, go into modeling just. Just take up that career and you'll be fine. <laughs> well, that's uh, the content for the week. We now are going to wrap it up with the hashtag Ask Bosco questions. As always, feel free to we ha- we have two text questions this week. We have Twitter questions. You can email us. I don't remember our email address. I'm sorry, uh, but you know we we need more questions. Always need more questions. So we're going to start it off from. I think he's earned a good friend of the pod status at Chuck James nine one nine. What's the most disappointing football season that you remember? <laughs> okay, I have four. I know that's so funny. I don't. Uh, I bet you, I'll bet you anything they're not the same though. Okay. Um, okay. Just recency. What comes to mind? Twenty seventeen. It was overall just disappointing. I never thought we were going to make it to the playoff, um, but. God, some of those losses were just hell. Vanderbilt, Texas, they were just brutal. <sighs> and what? West Virginia, awful. Just a bad year. Um, that's not even though. That's not like my number one. I'm gonna say the next one that comes to mind for me is 2003. Um, so, so you have two of my four easily. I didn't put four. I, I that's I easily could <laughs> that, have. Though. That's on my when list. When I think about it, it was like. Because I was like, man, I could just keep going and going. But I'll just stick with two, and then I'll let you – I'll do your other two, I guess, or say whatever you need to do. Yeah. So 2003 comes to mind. Preseason number seven. <sighs> Top five, one of my least favorite losses of all times in the season. Fucking Marshall. Uh, I was getting ready to go to a Pop Warner football game, and I cried. I remember this <laughs> I was this in game my football pads, and I was crying. So well. It was so hot, and it was like – this was back in the day when I was like, we don't lose at home. Except, actually, in 2001, we had a terrible year. But, like, bef- like in from, like, 90-whatever, we'll say 97 to, like, 03, it was like, we were, like, losing at home was hell. Yeah. And I remember, like, Marshall came in, and we were, we were number six at the time. L was out, and I was like, we'll be okay. Like, it's no big deal. And then, like, God, that game is... So frustrating to me. It's probably like number five. If I were to do rank top five losses, like off the cuff, that would probably be number five. Like it, it pisses me off so much still thinking about it, and it put us on like a three-game losing streak. The Texas loss, even worse, almost. We had the game wrapped up if L doesn't fumble. And the problem is, he was super rusty coming into that game, and he also had one of the sickest runs in his career in that game. Do you yeah. remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And in oh. in that run is one of the most the unreal blocks yeah, the I've back. ever seen, oh. even in the sport. But that was sick. Okay. Yeah. So I, I and then it ends on a low note. Oh yeah. The just 
I was at the Fiesta Bowl, sitting in a hotel hotel room. I see literally just a news bulletin. L. Robeson arrested for rape. I didn't know what rape was until that day. I'm pretty sure my dad had to explain it to me. And, uh, yeah, that... I I could give other shout-outs to other seasons, but I'll let you just cover what you want to do. The the, the other two I had on there, I did have 2004. uh, Mm, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2004 because... (laughs) Uh, oh, for know, sure. We yes. came in highly ranked. Darren ninth, Sproles was going to win the Heisman. Ooh. And then, what, it was four wins, right? Four and seven. Four and seven. We were that's number nine. Unthinkable. I, uh, I, 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 so that's on there. And then the other one that actually, you know. What do you think happened? Oh, just you didn't have elite quarterback play. You lost. You, all everything you lost from that 2003 team you just didn't just it, no one expected it to hurt that bad and none of the recruits panned out because you know the whole famous story is went for the big the, guys yeah, went for yeah, the big guys didn't and they didn't get them and uh you know i you know maybe we can do a deep dive on that season sometime i'm not sure uh, let's just get bill on the pod and we'll ask him yeah we'll ask bill uh and then also here here's the one i went uh, i went a little different the 2014 season because and here yeah. the funny thing about that season we were ranked almost the entire season which you know that's fine but the whole aura and the whole legend around bill returning a starting quarterback yeah first off we went. We went with the quarterback. I didn't want. Like, I'll be one hundred percent honest. I did not. I wanted Daniel Sims. I also and wanted Daniel. Sims. I think. And this is this is editorializing. But if we would have started with Daniel Sams on game one in two thousand thirteen, I think that's a ten win season. And I think that the two thousand fourteen and fifteen seasons. That I mean, the sky is the limit. If we just would have committed God. to Daniel Sams, hashtag Daniel life. Sam's. From day one, we went with Jake Waters, which you know made a legend out of Tyler Lockett. But the 2014 season, you have the hype of, oh man, here here's Bill Snyder returning a quarterback. He always wins at least ten games. He always wins at least ten games. Well, we didn't win a game worth a damn that entire season. Yeah, we ended up with nine, but no, you we did lo- not. We didn't win. No, I mean you're. Oh right. yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure we ended with, but you lose. <laughs> You lose probably the last time the bill was quote unquote lit versus Auburn. I don't think it's been lit uh, since that number game. four most frustrating yes. loss of all time. Super frustrating loss. We should run through off the cuff top five losses. Uh, Two thousand, and we've gone back and forth. Two thousand twelve Baylor is currently my number one. I was old enough to know what was going on. I had a hotel booked to Miami. I was going to the national championship. Number two ninety eight. Because you know that's the that's the that that is the game. I listened to our friends KSO hashtag shout out to our friends at KSO. Tell your friends they did the '98 recap pod. Uh, killed me even thinking about '98. Uh, that sucked. The next one on top of that, probably Marshall is that one because you know that just killed me at national title hopes. Uh, the next one after that, probably the Auburn game. Uh, because it was lit. Number five, honestly, I put that Vanderbilt game in there. Because, oh my god! Because you that just, just made me so that, angry. that just killed that season. Which 2017 was one of, you know, and that, that's also the preseason hype. Returning quarterback. Oh, the Big 12's down. Ugh. All this stuff. 
Uh, you know, so those two seasons honestly kind of mirrored each other, and 2014 was better than 17. But we didn't beat anyone worth a damn. You lost to TCU by a couple possessions, and then you're playing Baylor on the final game of the season. You win, you get a share of the Big 12. College game day was there. Then you lose. You let them take another trophy. And then you lose in the Alamo Bowl let versus UCLA. apologists. After you get down by like 20 to UCLA, you finally start turning around. Too little, too late. Oh my God, those, I forgot about the UCLA game. Yeah. So those are my five. Give us your top five before we move on to happier stuff. Okay, I'll run through them real quick. Almost identical to you. So I'll just say one and two, 98, Baylor. Interchangeable, basically. But yeah, it was harder because it was like I was far more aware. I was at the 98 game, and I do remember it. And I remember leaving and just being like, but you, I remember being like really sad. I literally saw like, But you thought you'd be back. 2012, we may never be back. Exactly. Like, we I knew may I was never like, be close fine. to a national championship ever again. Yeah. 98 happened, and you still had other years that. True, true. I mean, I had, yeah, like I had the next five years of my life were just. We, we'll were, we were elite. We were elite. But you're right. God, that makes it so much worse. This 12 was like, we're never going to have another chance like back. this again. Nope. Uh, I'll say three. God, Oof, that's tough. I'm not going to include Marshall. That's definitely not. I, I take that back. It's not in my top five. 2002 Colorado. We had we were 4-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had just beaten USC. We were back from a down season, and we legitimately had an elite team. That team was so good. And we just go and lay an egg in Colorado. And, God, go, listening to KSO, another shout-out to KSO, it's, Colorado has been a thorn in our, was a thorn in our side for, like, it's, a straight decade. It's the underrated thorn. They the talk is always about us. Nebraska, we, but they... Not only could we, like, not beat them, but well, they had a better... Re- like, the head-to-head, they were, like, had an advantage. But, like, even, like, think about 99 when uh. they missed their their... Elite kicker misses a field goal that would have sent us to the Big 12 championship, which would have been a game changer. We would have played Texas. We would have won, won that game. We would have won. won. And we may have gone to the <laughs> national championship in 99. Oh, I remember God. I was at my neighbor's house. And I was watching that. I was like, oh, my God. we're gonna." I was like eight years old. And I was like, they were telling me. Like, I, I remember because I was like, I didn't quite grasp it. I was eight. And they were telling me, like, if – this guy makes this kick. K State's going to the Big Twelve Championship. They're going to win the North. And I was like, "Oh my God!" Blah, blah, blah. It was <laughs> insane, and he misses. Fuck Colorado. Colorado, come on the pod so we can squash this beef. <laughs> Anyways, we need to move on. We've been we've been on this one question yeah. for a long time. We're only at an hour and five minutes though. We're we're doing right. Yeah, it's a it's a good pod. Um, so this comes from uh, good friend Matt Maynard. He texted this one in. Give us That's... your Mount Rushmore of current K-State media members. This is a funny question. I, yeah, and hashtag <laughs> Mount Rushmore season. If we're going to keep this going, I love we, need, we need more Mount Rushmore questions. So give us your Mount Rushmore questions, and uh, we'll answer them. Do you have your four ready to go? Uh, yeah, they're not. I mean, Give I... us your four, because I have some honorable mentions. I have one honorable mention, I have four. I, I feel like I don't really know that many K-State media members, but I'll just rattle off. I got Kellis. K-Dog! I got Matt Hall. I got J-Mart, and I got Jay Kurtz. And these are four guys that are currently <laughs> in the game that I like quite a lot. We have the exact really? same four. <laughs> Fist bumper. And then my shout-out is to my guy... Cole Manbeck. Number one on my honorable mention. Perfect. 
So once a K State media member. Um, well, he still does Powercat Game Day. He does still do Powercat Game Day. He's not. He's no longer a, the writer for what the Collegian, I want to say, but no, even Mercury. Mercury. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Always. I mean, God. Cole, Cole he, honestly should be on my Mount Rushmore because he, I love him so much. He comes in clutch much. with all the depressing he's, stats. He's always got a tweet that sums up like a train wreck K-State event or a tweet that just cuts right through you that makes you like relive a K-State mistake or a poor decision or how you know we fail historically as a program. And he's just the absolute man. He's an artist. That's why I love Cole Manbeck. He's, yeah. a, he's, an, he's an artist. He is an artist. What a great follow he is. Follow he is. Cole Manbeck on Twitter. Cole underscore Manbeck. I'm pretty sure it's what it is. Yep. So, again, we had the exact same form. My number one, Kellis K-Dog Robinette, uh, Kansas City Star, and Wichita Eagle. Our guy, Matt Hall. He is the man. He's at K-State Online. He was on the radio today with John Kurtz. 1350 K-Man in Manhattan, the game. If you're not subscribed to their podcast feed, you're doing yourself an injustice. He is truly elite. We are not going to mention his usual co-host. Luckily, that the man who shall not be named, he's leaving for Hawaii very soon, so we won't have to deal with it. John Kurtz, he <laughs> truly is an elite treasure on the radio in Manhattan. The game is great. It's a very the good game podcast. Is great. And then the, the guy who brought K-State Online, who assembled the Avengers of K-State Media, in my opinion, Jeffrey Martin, he, he used to run the beat. He ran the beat during the Beasley days. Some great stuff. He came back. The prodigal son returned to the K-State beat. K-State Online, it's elite. Give them a subscription. My honorable mention, Cole Manback, Powercat Game Day. We already touched on it. A guy who a lot of people may not really think about, Brian Smoller on KStateHD.tv. Also very good. Very close personal friend. He always makes sure to ask Gene my questions during those video <laughs> segments. Uh, Brian, we might. I think we should get you on the pod. Uh, Derek Young, you know, he brings all the recruiting news. He's a transplant from Big Ten area, but he's really taken to life in Kansas City. Let's go get a beer sometime, Derek. Uh, I Is Derek in Kansas City? He's in Kansas City. Oh my God, let's get him on the pump. Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> shout out, Garrett Nicholson. He's uh, he does student radio at K State. He does their sports talk. He did play by play for them. Very good talent. I think he just graduated. So best of luck to him and all his endeavors. And finally, at Steve Dave repping Go Emaw. Steve he, Dave. He's a great Twitter follow. He used to break all the news. He slowed down a little bit because you know. He's big boss and making literally $2 million a year doing that's, that's just, bad. yeah. And he's also a great dad and husband. So those are our top media members. Tweet us your Mount Rushmore of K-State media members present day. Kellis uh, is great. Check out his blog. Matt's great. If you're not listening to KSO, at least if you're not subscribing, you should, you're insane to not be listening to the podcast. It's, it's, I like to think that, you know, when people think of K-State Podcast, the first thing they think of is Bosco's Boys. Bosco's Boys. That's maybe dreaming a little too much, but when I, I when so. I do, the first thing I think of is i got to listen to K-State Online because they have the best K-State-related podcast. And then Kurtz is right behind them. Right, exactly. Right now they're doing a great uh, retro thing where if you're not listening to it, it's awesome. They started in 1993, and they're just going through the seasons. They just touched on 98. You might want to skip that one. But, uh, yeah, the game rules. Um Jay Kurtz is awesome, and then Jay Mart, just cool as can be. What a cool guy. He's the man. Um, from another great friend of the pod, at Gregory Hauser 3, Big Greg, 
What's the best tailgate food you can think of or you've ever had? Well, man, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty traditional when it comes to tailgating. Give me a give me a dog or a brat or a burger and just whatever my drink of choice is. There was I'm having a hard time like remembering specific food from any tailgates, but there was one time that I thought was pretty cool. It was like it was like a homemade pizza roll, but it was like a, a, like a cinnamon roll, but it was like pepperoni pizza. It was legit. Nice. So that was uh, cool. But give me a give me a brat. Yeah, my go-to just generic tailgates and brats. Uh, when I was down in Austin back in 2013, went to this tailgate. Had the best street tacos I've ever had in my life down in Austin. God, I and love then, street tacos. Uh, occasionally for those 11 a.m. games. I've been to a couple tailgates that had biscuits and gravy. Ooh, really, yeah. Really I forget about that. those 11 a.m. T- breakfast tailgates. Those are always good. Uh, David from work is all he will let me Hello, say. David from work. Uh, he came over and he wanted uh, the other day and he wanted to know, what are my top three bars in Aggieville? I've, I, haven't been, I literally haven't been to Aggieville <laughs> since like 2015, yeah, maybe 2014. Exactly. When I was there, I liked Annie Mae's. Uh, any day except for the yeah. weekends. If I was, you know, week drinking on a Tuesday, I'd go down mm. to Annie Mae's. Uh, if I wanted to, you know, grind did up on some fine... trivia? No, never did. Well, I, I've done trivia at Fatty Fest, the Go Email fundraiser, uh, but trivia SmackDown, that, that's fun. Um, Club Tub, if I wanted to grind up on ladies, you had to go to <laughs> Club Tub. And then I liked Cause before they expanded into the behemoth they were. I used to watch Sporting Kansas City games yeah. there. That, I mean, I haven't been there in so long, so I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. That's basically, I mean, I legitimately don't even know what the bars in Aggieville are anymore. It seems like they're taken over completely by cause. The original cause... It's tiny. Actually, yeah, the original cause was tiny. What they have, like, the home base cause right now is, like, pretty nice. Like, I like that. I wish it was just that. But cause has seemingly taken over <laughs> the whole world. I used to love Kite's Country. On Thursday nights back in 2012, I'd go out with Tannehill, and, and it'd be like dollar doubles, and it was just like, oh my god. We're going to get Tannehill on the pod, by the way. We're going to get Tannehill on the pod. He's going to give us some good insight. And then, gosh, I don't even know. Tanner's is a pretty good sports bar, I yeah, guess. So long. I don't really treat that like a bar. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, next, a text question from my dad. Uh this came in a little bit closer. We've been gone for a while. With the FBI spotlight on college basketball, what three changes would you recommend to the God. sport? I got three quick ones. I don't want to necessarily go too uh, deep in it. I think you need to go to the baseball rule. You can leave for the pros out of high school, but if you come to school, you have to stay for at least two years. I like that a lot. Uh, harsher penalties when caught cheating. Exactly. Uh, just make it. Uh, just make it so if you get caught cheating – your school has, you know, three years postseason ban. Make it so if you get caught cheating, you're going to be fired from your job. And then the final one is better oversight in the AAU circuit. Either get the NBA or USA Basketball more involved so there's more oversight so the shoe companies aren't running it. Those are my three. Only one of those college basketball could actually implement. Yeah, I don't really have much different than that, I think. don't. I, I think they should um, be far more... Or you punish bad behavior more severely. Um, I'd like to see... I feel like you should be able to, like, confer with an agent and check out what is happening in the draft, and if you don't go where you want to go, then you should be able to come back and not lose eligibility. I don't know if that's going to really change anything. Um, 
Man, I don't know. What was the other one you said? Because I agreed with that. Oversight of AAU. Okay, oversight of AAU. That's my (laughs) third one. And then the final question, this comes from Big Al 034, the brother. Uh, He's constantly one of the better question askers. He wanted to know, what is your favorite football or basketball player from each Big 12 school, K-State not included? I have my nine if you need time to research. I have mine as well. Okay. Um, we'll start with KU first. Who do you got? Basketball. Well, it's basketball and or football. And football. God. I got Embiid. He's my favorite. <laughs> That's my number yeah, one. Yeah, Joel for Embiid. sure. I mean, he's a fun dude. He's funny on Twitter, and that goes a long way. That is um, literally it. He's legit. He's a also, good basketball player. He's super funny. I hope also, he links up with Bron Bron. Yes, I, I agree. Also, he didn't really do much at KU. Right, and he got crossed by Will Spradling, yes. so I will always have that. He lost to K State, so it's fine. Um, Iowa State, who do you got? Oh, I gotta do. We gotta do football. No, right? it's and or not both. Oh shoot, I did both the whole. Well, I did only both. choose one. Oh, that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> Iowa State, uh, Seneca Wallace. He he was my runner up. I went with Jamal Tinsley from the late nineties in college basketball. Cool. Uh, West Virginia, who? <laughs> Mm. Now I gotta choose between both sports. I'll go. I'll go first. Okay, if go ahead. You need to choose between those. I went with Pat White. He was the actual legit West Virginia quarterback. He was on uh, the cover of a NCAA, uh, wasn't he? Uh, maybe. I swear he was. Yeah, he might have been. Uh, but it's all right. You can't hear it. Yeah, okay. we got dogs barking in the background. It's all good. Uh, Pat White. You know, he was the true West Virginia quarterback, not that crybaby uh, who gets yeah. punched in the face for not paying his gambling debts. Hmm. Pat White. When was Tavon Austin? Was he around oh, yeah. that area? At that era? No, he was more recent. Tavon. Yeah, Austin he was more was recent. I'll go with. Sure. I'll go with. Uh, I'm not going to go with him. I'll go with Jawan State, and I liked him as like a, he was a good ass guard. I liked him. Yes, I agree. I like a good college guard. Boomer Sooner. Who do you got? <sighs> Adrian Peterson. I went Baker Mayfield. That's I love obviously. Baker I so I, much. I knew you were going to choose that, so I was just like, I'll go with AD because, <laughs> I mean, that was back when K State. Wasn't Peterson like when K State sucked? Yeah. So I just remember being like really into him. So, all right. Uh, Oklahoma State. I went with Barry Sanders. I never watched him play, but no Oklahoma State player since I've been alive has really captured me. Plus, he's a Kansas guy, and then he was the best guy on backyard football on the PC. The only time that I. The only connection I really have to Barry Sanders. I wanted to choose Barry Sanders, but it was like I've never seen Barry Sanders play football, so. Except in Tecmo Super Bowl, which I did play. Uh, I said Brandon Whedon because I had oh, I have no hard feelings against yeah. Brandon Whedon. Old ass and dude who played college football. I enjoyed watching him, and I really liked watching uh, the Fiesta Bowl against Stanford. And I was like cheering hard for them to win. And you know, Brandon Whedon. Shout out to Brandon Whedon. That worked. UT. DJ Augustine. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, he would have been if we were doing both sports. Uh, I went with Vince Young. He you was know, my that, football. That, that Rose Bowl. He was just, my football guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Texas Tech. Uh, come on. Patty Mahomes, baby. Patty Mahomes. <laughs> Patty Mahomes. Come on. Um, that's too easy. Super gross Baylor. Who'd you? Tweety Carter. Oh, that that's a good one. I went with Rico Gathers because he was a tank of a basketball player, and then he went to play in Absolute the Absolute unit. And then wrapping it up, TCU. LaDainian Tomlinson. I went with Jalen Fisher, the White Mamba. <laughs> that was my basketball guy. I almost said Jalen Fisher, uh, but I went with LT. He's 
He's legit. I always was. I loved his uh, just blackout visor. Oh yeah, he was a stud. It was intimidating. Yeah, but the boys are back. This was another fun pod. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, I have secured some football giveaway tickets for the home opener and for that UT San Antonio game. So we'll be brainstorming on how we want to give those away. I have a pair to mm. both of them. We're going to brainstorm, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Like I said, rate, review, subscribe. That might give you a leg up in entering the contest for these tickets. Uh, Grant, what do you want to say to the folks? Um, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I forgot what it was like to be on a podcast. It's really cool now that we're actually like in the same room. We're facing each other. We're just having a conversation. It does make things a little bit easier. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, I hope that the levels for this are okay. I hope this sounds okay. This is really our first time that's not yeah. on just headphones. So yeah. we're, we're going to see. I, I'll try to do some editing. If it's, I'll have to listen to this whole thing. If it sounds like crap, then we'll edit it a little bit. But uh, it's good to be back. I'm excited to start giving some gifts out or some, some awards, and I'm excited for the, the next couple weeks of podcasting. I'm hoping that we can do some maybe... Uh, Link up podcast maybe oh, we'll yeah. do the, we got a sweet draft podcast where we're gonna draft we're gonna draft the all time Snyder's team against each other and uh, we'll go from there. But it will be fun. Um, and I think uh, all we can say is go Cats. Love you guys. Go Cats. Uh, check out Double Shift Brewery. It's great. And meet us at the Cathead.
will flow and blood will spill And if the boys wanna fight, you better let them That you box in the corner, blasting out my favorite song The nights are getting warmer, it won't be long Won't be long till summer comes Now that the boys are here again Network.